You're listening to the Mortgage Reports Podcast, where we reveal tips, tricks, hacks, and knowledge to help you buy a home, refinance, or invest in real estate. What is going on, guys? Ivan Simmental, your host of the Mortgage Reports Podcast. And in today's episode, we are going to be talking about closing disclosures. Some of you guys may be wondering, what is that? Where do I get that from? What does this even mean? So in today's episode, we will be covering everything you need to know about a closing disclosure. But before we get started, we just wanna say thank you for tuning in and share this with friend, family member, coworker, anybody who you think might benefit from listening to this episode. So what is a closing disclosure? A closing disclosure is a five-page form that provides final details about the mortgage loan that you have selected. It includes things like the loan term, your projected monthly payments, how much money you will pay in fees and other costs to get your mortgage. This is also known as closing cost. The lender must give you the closing disclosure at least three business days before you close on the mortgage loan. This three-day window allows you time to compare your final terms and costs to those estimated in the loan estimate that you previously received from your lender. The three days also gives you time to ask your lender any questions before you go to the closing table. Now, something to keep in mind, and a lot of people don't know this, you won't receive a closing disclosure if you're applying for these types of mortgages. So if you're applying for a reverse mortgage, you will not receive a closing disclosure. If you are applying for a HELOC, a manufactured housing loan, not secured by real estate, or a loan through certain types of home buyer association programs, you will not receive a HUD-1 or a closing disclosure. But you should receive a truth and lending disclosure. And those are all different disclosures that we can go over at a later time. But those you will not receive. So why is it important to understand your closing disclosure and why does it matter? Let's kind of, let's dive into this a little bit. If you're purchasing a new home or refinancing your current loan, it's super, super important that you understand all the terms of your loan before you sign on that lovely dotted line. This because once you sign, you are committing to the conditions presented in front of you. So that means it's crucial that you carefully read the closing disclosure that your lender sends you once you're clear to close. So this is super, super important. As one of the final forms that you will receive before you close on your new loan, the closing disclosure allows you to compare your loan terms. So this is the time where you can definitely take a look and say, okay, did my loan officer talk about this portion? Did he or she provide this information to me? Does it match up? Is my interest rate the same that he quoted me in the beginning? Is he trying to, for lack of a better word, sneak fees in there? Or is he trying to put fees that aren't supposed to be there? Does this look like the conversation that we had? Is this what we talked about? Are all the fees here what we talked about? Like the majority of all the forms that you receive uh, when you're signing your loan documents and just all the documents that you receive throughout the loan process, the closing disclosure can be overwhelming to review. 
especially if you're unsure what to look for. So instead of glossing over what you don't understand, take the time to review everything in front of you. So from your fees, closing costs, uh, your payment, your APR, your interest rate, that way you'll have no doubts when you are asked to sign. So side note, if you have an excellent real estate agent, they can also help you reviewing your closing disclosure. They've seen these enough. They know how to point out and what to point out some common errors in case, of course, your loan officer doesn't. This is one of the many reasons to use a real estate agent when buying or selling a home. Now, let's talk about what happens when you sign your closing disclosure. There's this thing called a three-day rule. And what does that mean for the closing disclosure timeline? So let me let me dive into that. By law, your lender must give you the standardized closing disclosure at least, at least three days before closing. This is what is known as the closing disclosure three-day rule. This requirement is thanks to TILA and RESPA. The Integrated Disclosures Guidelines, which went into effect October 3rd in 2015. Before these rules, home buyers received two documents. So they received the HUD-1 Settlement Statement and the Truth and Lending Disclosure Statement instead of the Closing Disclosure. These had some issues. <laughs> so there were two problems with these previous uh, documents. They were very confusing and only provided at closing, which offered home buyers minimal opportunity to review and make sense of them. So the closing disclosure three-day rule now gives you plenty of time to go over the final terms of your loan before you sign your closing documents. So because of the amazing three-day rule, the sequence of events leading up to you receiving your closing disclosure should be relatively predictable. Lenders are generally careful to avoid issuing a closing disclosure before they are certain of the closing costs and fees. So we do not, as a, as a lender, we do not, this is uh, important, we do not want to change the agreement and wait another three business days because there are uh, dates in place that uh, you know your, your money is at jeopardy to be lost if for whatever reason we have to extend another three business days. So the closing disclosure form is issued. This means that the loan approval and home appraisal insurance and the calculation of all third-party fees will be completed before the closing disclosure is issued to you. The timeline for this will look something like this. So we calculate all of your costs. The closing disclosure form is issued. You then sign this digitally or electronically. Once we receive that back, the three-day rule goes into effect, and then you sign your loan documents three days later in a perfect world. After signing your closing disclosure, what is it that happens? You and your lender are not allowed to change the mortgage information. Do I have to take on the loan after signing the closing disclosure? No, you do not have to take on the loan. The closing disclosure only means that you have reviewed the mortgage information sent to you by us, your amazing lender, so you can still absolutely 100% opt out. If you change your mind about purchasing a property, you can say, no, thank you, I do not want to uh, buy this property. But keep in mind, you might lose some money depending on uh, what dates are in, are in place and if you've exceeded those dates. Like I said, it's very important to 
understand the consequences of backing out at the last minute, right? Your, your financial situation and your credit might suffer. But with any loan, you'll have to pay application fees and appraisal uh, to compensate the lender for already performed service. So by this point, usually you pay for your appraisal uh, that would have already been paid for. Most lenders do charge you up front for the appraisal for this specific reason, just in case if you do choose to back out appraisal ranges from anywhere from five to $800. You'll also likely lose your EMD. We've talked about EMD, your earnest money deposit. You might lose that depending on timelines. There's also a minor uh, negative credit impact associated with applying for a loan because it may be a sign that you are not in a great finan- in great financial shape if you need a loan. What I mean by this is if you're applying for your loan and uh, you're on the cusp of barely being approved and, you know, say 30, 45 days have already gone by and you decide to back out, the lender will have to rerun your credit again to get uh, updated credit score. So keep that in mind because this can, if you're on the cusp, if you're at a, you know, 580, 590, 600, 620, that can negatively impact your credit if you have to run it again because you're outside of the timeline. What should you do if you find an error on your closing disclosure form? So if you find an error in one of your more in front of one of your uh, documents, contact your lender or your escrow agent or your settlement agent to have the error corrected ASAP. So common uh, document errors can be as simple as a name misspelled because everything has to be perfect for this or a wrong number in an address or as serious as, and I've seen this before, uh, an incorrect loan amount or missing pages altogether. All these errors can cause delays in closing a few hours or even a, a few days because everything has to be in order before closing. Like I said, everything has to be perfect on this document. So here are some steps that you can take to make sure there are no errors in your closing document. The most important one is ask to see every document in advance. Pay uh, attention to the loan documents when you are looking at them. Double check your loan and your down payment, interest rate, the spelling of your name, first, last, uh, middle, all that good stuff. And your personal information, your address, is it correct? Is the home address that you're buying correct? Question anything you don't understand or that seems odd. Talk to your closing agent well ahead of your scheduled closing, at least a few days, to ensure that you understand who is in charge of the closing and the documents. So ask everyone involved and make sure that they have everything they need. The bottom line is the closing disclosure lists your final costs in a comprehensive overview. So you know what you're responsible for paying at closing and throughout your loan term. The closing disclosure walks you through important aspects of your mortgage loan, including, like I said, the purchase price, loan fees, interest rate, real estate taxes, closing costs, and other expenses. We had this question come in, and I'm going to answer this before closing, or we we saw this. What are considered junk fees that a lender could potentially charge and how to look out for them? As lenders, the, so there's not really junk fees, but we have seen miscellaneous fees that s- some lenders may have because they're, they might be brokers and there might 
uh, be charging certain fees. The common fees that you will get charged are processing and underwriting. And that can range anywhere from $1,000 to, to $2,000. I've seen the most expensive. You'll also have an origination fee if you're, if you're uh, paying for you know, discount points to get a lower interest rate. Um, some brokers charge origination fees up front and you get the interest rate that, that you obviously get. So make sure, like I said, that you are absolutely looking at every single fee, question any fee that you potentially see that you think should not be there. Uh, talk to your lender, talk to your closing agent, and just get every question answered and, and careful for those uh, miscellaneous fees. If it, if it looks like it shouldn't be there, chances are that it might uh, not need to be on your closing disclosure. So guys, that was this week's episode on closing disclosures. We hope that um, this information was valuable. If you found it valuable, please share, like I said, with your family, friends, coworkers, anybody who you think might benefit from this. Thank you so much. See you on the next episode. Thanks for listening to the Mortgage Reports podcast. Visit themortgagereports.com for daily mortgage rate updates, news, and advice from experts. 